Hi everyone, welcome back to our fifth episode of I'm Still Growing. Today we're going to talk about sex. <laughs> um, and I think we can start, you know, why don't we start when we learned about it? When like, we learned about sex? Yeah, like when did that you, when did that establish itself as a concept to you? I feel like I honestly don't really know for sure, but I feel like I watched movies when I was like a child mm-hmm. that I guess had like sexual content. Um, I mean, not that I was watching like graphic movies when I was like three or anything, but like I feel like it's like you slowly start to see that kind of stuff in the media that you're consuming and you're like, wait a minute, like, what is that? Like, what does that mean? Um, As like in terms of like a specific age that I started learning about sex, I don't really know for sure, but I feel like people in school, I don't know. I feel like people in school probably started like talking about that kind of stuff maybe around like fifth or sixth grade. Does that sound like accurate to you? I don't know. Yeah, I actually remember the exact moment where I learned what it oh, was. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Enlightenment. I, I have that type. I have that type of memory. Uh-huh. But um, I was in the second grade, if you can even believe that. Yeah, that's very young. Um, And this guy was like, you're going to have sex with this other guy and have a baby. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I like came home. My dad remembers this story, too, because he picked me up. I was like what is sex and like why is that what you have to do to have a baby and he kind of explained it to me in light simple terms but then I think when you're growing up and seeing it a little more like you don't really understand what it really is yeah and I think just seems like this like secret like secret and it's one of those things that's when you're exposed to a little too young Um, which I think I definitely was. Yeah, second grade is very young. Yeah, and, um, just through other experiences, like, it's such an, you know, it's such a natural thing, but to someone that doesn't understand that it's natural because you're so young, it can become aggressive and scary. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're seeing that for the first time, like, in a movie, unaware of what it is, that is fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I was definitely, like... I think that definitely, like, was in my subconscious for a while. Like, when you, if you're a little kid and you, like, walk into a room and see people having sex, like, you're like, what the fuck is going on? They're, like, fighting each other. Yeah. I feel like I've heard stories. I've looked, that's luckily, like, never happened to me, but I feel like I've heard stories from friends of, like, walking in on it in, like, real life and just being like, what the fuck is going on? Because it really is, like, if you don't understand the actual meaning behind sex and like what its purpose is yeah you think that you're like someone's getting fucking abused like you know well it's interesting that you use the word meaning because i feel like that's actually a question that we ask ourselves like Mm -hmm. even once we do understand because there's like the biological purpose of sex which like you grow to understand but i think there's like i think there can be like multiple meanings um and i think like it's an interesting concept to, like, try to understand, like, what, like, maybe, like, the emotional meaning behind sex is yeah. for you. Because it's going to be different, I feel like, for every person. Like, slightly different. Right. I mean, discovering sex is an experience in life. Yeah. Um, whether it be, like, 
learning what it actually is and, and experiencing it for yourself, you know, everyone's everyone's different in that way. So it's really mm. interesting to kind of like hash it out with different people and like see their view because Yeah. Well it kinda of depends also like what kind of household you grew up yeah. in. Like some parents are more open about the topic of sex with yeah. their children than others. Did you grow up in a household where like your parents talked to you about it or I mean my parents are divorced. So uh I don't have like it wasn't like a it wasn't like one of those typical families on TV, like you know, in sex education, yeah. where she's like, "Have you had sex yet?" And like, yeah. he's like, "Mom!" Like, you know, it was definitely not like that. I think. Uh, I think I had a really interesting introduction to sex, and it's mm-hmm. not something I'm gonna talk about because it's just too personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. I definitely, for a long time, was avoidant of it. Maybe even mm. a little bit scared of it, which I think is normal. I think I was too. I and think I was scared of it. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a lot of, especially for women, there's a lot of shame that goes in to the idea of having sex. Or, yeah. Or just like... But just acknowledging that, like, you're a sexual being like a lot of other people I mean I know that like yeah. asexuality exists yeah. so I can't say that everyone is a sexual being but like I don't know I mean that like thinking about being like scared of it like I um I remember I guess I was maybe in like eighth grade or something and I used to carpool to dance with like these girls who were like three or four years older than me mm-hmm. um and one of them was talking about how I guess she, maybe she was like a senior in high school and she was talking about how she had just recently lost her virginity to her boyfriend and I was sitting in the back seat, and I was like, oh, my God, like, that, I, like, can't even imagine. Like, that's, like, so, like, scary to me. And they were like, well, Megan, yeah, like, that's how you know that you're not ready to have sex yet. Right. Like, you're 14. Um, and I just remember being, like, a little bit embarrassed because it was like, oh, I'm, like, the younger person who's, like, scared of it. But, like, having, like an older perspective now, I'm like, of course, like, you were not ready to have sex when you were in eighth grade. Like, you were a child. Right. And I think that's also interesting that you were embarrassed because there, I think it's, there's shame on both ends. There's shame about not having sex and there's shame about having it. Yeah. It's like, how do you balance that? Like, how do you find the right balance? Right. Um, and I don't know. I think I had a really, I had a late introduction to sex, Mm -hmm. like on my own. And it took me a while I just had a hard time, like, being physical with people. Yeah. Um, for a bunch of reasons, but I, and I also probably wasn't the securest in myself, so I'm glad I, like, didn't feel, I didn't pressure myself to go into it until I was ready. Yeah. Well, did you feel pressure from people that you went to, like, high school with or anything? Um, my high school, people are definitely having sex. Mm-hmm. It just, like, it wasn't, like, one of those, it wasn't one of those typical high schools where everyone was having sex with everyone. Yeah. Which I feel like I've talked to my friends here, and they're like, everyone hooks up with everyone. I'm like, what? I also had, like, a friend group that was, we were very brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. so we wouldn't even touch each other. Yeah. Um, Which I'm glad, because I I don't know what I would have done if I was in one of those high schools. Yeah. I probably would have had sex and probably wouldn't have been ready for it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
so I, I guess I'm grateful in, in that for that reason but what about you um I feel like it's kind of funny I was thinking like my high school experience was somewhat the opposite of yours because I feel like there was like a ton of pressure Mm -hmm. to kind of like like I guess like it's interesting like I feel like when you're a freshman it's kind of like if you're like one of the first people to have sex it's like Mm -hmm. oh my god like they've had sex like that's crazy yeah and then I don't really know at what point it slowly starts to become more normal but like there did come that point maybe like between sophomore and junior year or something where it was very much like oh if you haven't had sex that is like atypical like you know all of a sudden it just like crosses the line where it's like it went from being like crazy to have had sex to now it's crazy that you haven't and so I think like people were kind of all hooking up with each other I don't even I mean I don't know the details of people's sex lives but like that was like the impression I was getting and so I think for me as like a young girl in high school I definitely felt that pressure to be like oh shit like what is this experience that like other people are starting to have that now I'm like missing out on like you feel like an outsider kind of I definitely I mean I felt I think there was a point in time where I was like oh I'm getting older yeah (laughs) I know it's so crazy because you're so young but you think like you're old yeah that too and I think there's this like uh, I don't I don't, I don't even know why, because, you know, once I did have it, I was like, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. I was not surprised at all. There was no life-changing moment. Like, yeah. you know what it's going to feel like. I think it's quite hard for it to be a life-changing experience. Well, yeah. First time for anyone. It's like bullshit that film and TV sometimes paints it in that light. Yeah. I mean, it can be positive, and it should totally. be positive. Totally. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be the sex of your Best life. Best experience you've ever had. Yeah. It's interesting because I wrote a screenplay um, like a year and a half ago and there's like a virginity loss scene in it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I am not making this a glamorized virginity loss scene. I was like, I absolutely refuse to do that because I get like, I just get so tired of watching films where like someone loses their virginity. And I'm like, that is so inaccurate to like the experience of the average like person. And so I was like, I want this scene to be awkward I want it to be real like I don't want to like paint this like perfect picture of what losing your virginity is I know and just like virginity as a construct Mm -hmm. and I'm glad I I actually did realize this like and I was not ashamed of my virginity at all Mm -hmm. like or of being a yeah a virgin Mm -hmm. like it's just such a stupid thing yeah like it's so dumb like because once you have it like it's like oh you had it yeah I remember, though, like, people used to literally use the word as an insult. I know. I think especially for guys. They'd be like, oh, my God, you're such a virgin or something. And you're, like, fucking 16 years old. Like, I I had a friend who, like, had called someone that, like, in front of me. And then she was like, oh, not you. Like, you're a cool one. You're a cool virgin. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. And she meant really well. You know, I just, it was just one of those things that I was like. Yeah, didn't sit right. Not that he even didn't sit right. Like, I understood where she was coming from because in her defense, like, she was being shamed. Yeah. By someone else. Mm. Um, But it was just like, this is dumb, you know? Like, life happens, you know, at different rates. And, like, when I'm ready, I'll have it. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like I wasn't having the opportunity. I think yeah. for me, I was really lucky well, that it became was, a choice. It became a choice, yeah. yeah. I And I was really proud of myself that I was like, you know, 
all I want from this, and I wasn't hyping up the experience or like so eager to like get it over with. I was just like, I just want it to be with someone I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. that, you know, will take care of me. There'll be some sort of like aftercare and we'll have patience and be like kind. Mm-hmm. And that's all I could really ask because in that way, I was like, I just want to set like a good precedent for myself. Yeah. Like, I just want to be treated with care because that's how I want to be treated in my entire sex life. Totally. Um, I mean, I think that's really great that you had that standard for yourself. And, like, I mean, I can't say for sure, but I would imagine waiting until you were, like, at least a little bit older, mm-hmm. like, helped you kind of, like, protect that vision yeah. of what you wanted for yourself. Because I think, like, what I saw for a lot of people is just, like, in high school is, like, you have all this pressure to lose it and you end up, like... You end up losing it in a situation that just probably is not ideal, you know, yeah. for your emotional well-being. Because, like, I think we forget that there are so many things that we can carry with us for, like, years. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, say you lost it in a situation that wasn't necessarily, like, negative, but just wasn't, like, the most positive experience. And you sort of did it before you were, like, mentally ready because you yeah. felt this pressure. Like, yeah. that can stay with you for a long time. And, like, I've seen that happen to a number of people and it's very sad because like I mean I think in one way like the concept of like you lose your virginity you can never get it back like it's kind of trivial it's kind of stupid because it's Mm -hmm. like I think it's just built up to be this thing that's like so just like exaggerated like it's like your life is not over if you don't lose your virginity in like the most magical and romantic way but at the same time it's like you want to like take care of yourself and like nurture yourself and like when we are young and we're teenagers we don't always have like the wherewithal to do that yeah I think when you're young and insecure and learning about life like and and, you know it it really depends on the person because some people are like I was ready for sex out of the womb yeah it's it's really I think I've learned it's I think sex in general even apart from virginity should be about your needs and Mm. it should feel natural like, even if you like someone, if you're not ready to have sex with them, like, you shouldn't just have not. to. Yeah. And, and I, I think, like, you're right. You're, like, young girls, like, don't necessarily have the capacity to, to think of themselves in that way. Like, mm-hmm. I think the best way to have sex is to be able to be in a position where you can advocate for yourself and consider yourself in the equation because we were talking about shame and... and Yes, there's shame around not doing it and doing it, but there's also this element of wanting so badly to please the other person. Yeah. Especially when you're not fully, like, you know, working on or developing your relationship with yourself. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like we took a whole episode to talk about our relationships to ourselves Mm -hmm. and, like, how we've grown through that. And I mean, obviously, it's, like, a continuous, like, cycle of, like, getting to know yourself. But it's, like, when I think back to when I was in high school, it's, like, I was a totally different person. Like, I just, I I hadn't had the opportunity to mature in certain ways because I hadn't had certain life experiences. And so it's, like, I think that's, like, a valid point. And, like, full disclosure to, like, the people listening, like, I, Mia and I had a conversation before this where I was talking about how I wasn't sure how much... I was comfortable talking about Mm -hmm. and like 
that kind of sucks, honestly, to feel like, I think it does go back to like shame. Like it's like, I've never been the kind of person who's comfortable talking about sex, like, like on a public platform. I'm very like candid and like comfortable speaking about it with my friends. But I think like there is this sort of shame that Mm -hmm. like can be ingrained in you from a young age whether it's from a specific person or just like the people you went to school with or like the media you were consuming and it's like I I wish I was someone who was more comfortable talking about it but it's like you're constantly fighting this like shame but it's like at the end of the day like it's such a normal thing. Like it's like it's, it's biological. It would be you like need us sex. feeling it's like a hel- you yeah. Need to, you need to have sex to be healthy. It'd be like, like us feeling ashamed to talk about like liking like watching TV or so. Like it's literally just like at the yeah. end of the day, it's such a normal thing. But I don't think you always view it that way when yeah. you're a young, young and person. That was definitely like a battle I was going through before I had sex. Yeah, because I I think I don't know. Uh, for me, like, I literally, I think it's been, I lost my virginity when I was 20 last mm-hmm. year. Like, it's been, like, a little over a year. Yeah. One trip around the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I don't feel like I missed out on anything, if anything. Yeah. Like, doing so much work on the idea of sex before having sex allows yeah. me to talk about it. Like, we in our conversation, I was like, I'm kind of an open book because... Mm-hmm this journey for me like sexually has been a part of my own self-discovery and because I think I lost it like later in life I was able to recognize it as something for me yeah isn't it so crazy though that 20 is like considered later in life like I know but honestly (laughs) I felt like one of the last ones no I'm sure I'm not I get that but when I would tell people, they would be like, what? Like, that's crazy. Because I, yeah. I was open about it. I was always like, yeah, like, I haven't really, you know, I want to feel, like, ready and comfortable. And, like, I don't want it to be something I, I want to do. I respect that. Um, but I, I, I did feel so much shame. Like, and it was to a point where, like, I wasn't even giving people hugs. Like, there was a point in my life where I was like. Wait, what do you mean? You. Like, just my relationship with six physicality and oh, like sexuality okay, okay. before yeah. everything like there was a point in time where I was like I couldn't even give like my best friend a hug wow okay yeah so yeah. that's why I'm kind of open about it now because I'm so proud of like yeah where I am now yeah um but it's one of those things that again you have to feel ready and mm-hmm. I definitely was not and I'm glad I like listened to that yeah um and just the idea of being considering myself a sexual being at the time back then was like terrifying yeah well it's I mean not even like funny isn't the right word to use it's almost a little bit sad that like yeah I feel like a lot of people I know and even myself like I had sex before I even could see myself as a sexual being Mm -hmm. and it's like that's just so like twisted in a way Mm because it's like you're participating in an act that you don't even feel like you kind of like have a right to enjoy right. if that makes sense um and obviously you know I've already talked about how like I'm not super comfortable talking about like the details of that part of my life but like I definitely lost it at a time 
when I was in high school that like I was not ready and mm-hmm. like when I look back on that experience I don't like regret it like I've never regretted it well it makes you who you are yeah and like, like it wasn't it. like a negative experience it's just that I look back and I'm like I was so much younger than I thought I was mm-hmm. so it's like I, I don't really think it's like always that useful to have regrets about things that like you can't go back and change it's like I have sympathy for myself at that age in that situation but mm-hmm. like it is, it is, you know, despite not having regrets, it is a little bit sad to me. Because it's, like, I think we we sometimes do things because everyone else is doing them. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, we do things before we're even ready to acknowledge that, like, we are allowed to take joy mm-hmm. in the situation. Yeah. Yeah, it, it honestly just, it makes me really sad just in general to think about everyone's experience. Because no matter what. I think becoming intimate physically with other people is just hard. I mean, it could be a very scary thing. Yeah. Like, I still struggle with that now, where Mm -hmm. it's, like, the thought of being close to someone in that way, like, that intimate with someone, like, that's very scary. Because it's, like, I think, like, there are so many possibilities of you being hurt by someone. And I think once you open up that physical door like they just expand and multiply like the opportunities for someone to hurt you yeah well it's really interesting because um while I was working through all my physical issues (laughs) I mean not issues they were like totally valid and yeah you know normal um I remember my therapist told me that like insects we release women release a chemical Mm -hmm. that like it almost attaches you to the other person. Yeah. Something along those I've lines. I've heard this, yeah. Um, it's natural for us to, like, feel closer to someone after having sex with yeah. them. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to, like, you know, make people fearful mm-hmm. of having sex. Because having sex is, like, you need that. Like, yeah. and I've realized, like, over time that it's a biological need that I need to respect. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I need it, you know, I need it. Yeah. Um, But it's more, like... Just being aware. Yeah, being aware. Awareness is such, like, a key element to life, I've realized. And I think it's been, like, a bigger theme Mm -hmm. throughout all of the podcast episodes. Yeah. Um, Because awareness does not mean, like, judgment. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not... And I think we're so quick, especially when it comes to sex, to be, like oh, should I do this? Like, if I do this, will I be too easy? If yeah. I do this, like, you know. You just kind of eat away at yourself with all these thoughts. Yeah, and it, it goes back to the idea of, like, filtering yourself. Like, you have to do what's right for you. Yeah. And sometimes, like, taking a pause and, and you know, reflecting helps. Yeah. Well, I think also, like, something that could be useful is just, like, acknowledging the fact that it is going to take multiple experiences for you to kind of like get, get to know your, yourself 100%. sexually because it's like I think that's my problem mainly with like the media and like mm-hmm. how sex is portrayed in it is like you see these people they're normally adults playing teenagers in high school mm-hmm. and <laughs> they kind of like immediately have great experiences with sex from the first time out and just like know themselves sexually and like I just think that's doing a disservice to like the youth in this world and like because it's like 
it should be more normalized that like you are not gonna have it all figured out and like it is normal for it to get better over time and you're just gonna have to take that time for it to you know and I think it's also important to experience sex in different ways Mm -hmm. like um just to figure out what you like and what works because again it is a biological thing but you also have this like emotional side to it yeah so you have to figure out kind of what works for you like I know I like tried out like super casual not super casual like (laughs) more meaningless sex because casual can have meaning like I I don't you know yeah I I they're not synonyms yeah um more meaningless sex and there was a moment where I was like you know this is like I like it like I'm kind of into this like I'm really busy in life and this is really all I have time for, like, mentally. Um, and then I realized, you know, this is not my thing. And also just being aware that, like, that can shift for you at different moments of your life. Like, for now, I'm, like, I kind of want something more meaningful. Not necessarily, like, serious. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I'm just not into the whole, like, yeah, meaningless sex thing at the moment. Yeah. Like, that can always change. But I think it's important to, like, test things out and listen Mm -hmm. to yourself and not navigate the world of sex through judgment yeah because again we talked about these like deeply embedded like feelings of shame Mm -hmm. it's so easy to be like how will I look if I do this how will I look if I do that like and I don't know just you know understanding yourself and and trying to understand why you crave sex, like, what is motivating you to have sex with someone. Like, mm-hmm. just being aware of that. Because there also have been times where I'm like, I'm feeling really insecure and I kind of want to have sex. And that's not good either. Yeah. You know? So as much as we're, like, everyone can do whatever they want. Like, Yeah. Well, wanna... also, like, it's allowed to fluctuate. Yeah. And you're also allowed to fuck up. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> th- that's part of the learning process. Yeah. But I just trying to be like as understanding of yourself as possible during like listening to yourself and yeah. not acting necessarily on impulse. Like I think sex like should be dealt as much as it is like a natural like mm-hmm. wow, like, you know, kind of like fuses together thing. Yeah. I think you have to take a moment to think about it. Mm-hmm. Not in a way that's like, should I do this fuck? Like I don't want to be a slut. It should have like, intention. Be, you know. It should just be like Yeah, it should be like what do what I want from this. Yeah. And sex should very much be about you and not in the sense that, like, you're the only one being pleasured mm. into act, but it should be, like, driven. Like, if you are initiating it, it should be driven from, like, your own satisfaction. Well, I just think that's how you protect yourself at the end of the day is making sure like you are valued in this situation, whether it's someone you're going to have sex with one time or like your long-term boyfriend. And I think like, I mean, this is a generalization, but I, I believe mostly like as we get older, we grow more confident in like, I was talking about seeing ourselves as Mm -hmm. sexual beings. And I think just like having like a mutual understanding with the person you're having sex with of like Mm -hmm. what each of you is like trying to get out of this because like if there's one person who's looking for something very meaningful and serious and intimate and one person is looking for something meaningless like 
that can be hurtful. Yeah. Um, so I think just like trying your best to navigate the world of sex, like openly and honestly, and like protecting yourself in the sense that like, you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. You're valued in the situation and like you can walk away from it, like not feeling confused or like taken advantage of. Yeah. I, I think feeling valued is important, but I think the most important part is valuing yourself. Because at the end of the day, we're humans. We're really complicated. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, girls have been like, oh, like, but I thought this and this and that, and he told me this, but now I feel so confused. Yeah. Like, it's you like really... the age-old kind of conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I think that's totally normal because we're all figuring ourselves out. And I get, like, obviously everyone could learn to communicate a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But it's totally understandable when there's hesitation involved and things like that because we're just learning about ourselves. But I do think at the end of the day, like, the only thing that will make you feel better, you you can't control whether someone's going to care about you. Exactly. Or value you in a sexual situation, and that's just the hard truth. Or if they're going to act like they do, and then the next day you never know. Exactly. Like, they might change, and and you can't blame people for changing or changing their mind. Yeah. Um, but you can, you know, establish that relationship with yourself, of valuing yourself, going into things and being like, no matter what this person does, I mean, you, to a certain extent, I'm going to, you know, value myself and everything's going to be okay because, like, I'm prioritizing myself, I'm advocating for my own pleasure, which is another topic that we can get into because that's really complicated in the mm-hmm. female world. Um, just, you know, and not being scared either, because I think I, and I'm guilty of it also, like going into these situations, just fearing the whole way down Mm -hmm. the road, like that something bad is going to happen or that it won't meet your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a number of things. Yeah. I think you have to be open, open to not getting what you necessarily signed up for and you know it also goes to a certain extent because consent is super important that's not what I mean by not getting what you signed up for yeah um but just having this openness and letting room for things to happen but also you know holding yourself in a way that you're gonna be okay in the end Mm -hmm. because as much as like sex is unimportant it also is the most important thing to some Mm -hmm. people and sex can be amazing but it can also be devastating yeah so it's one of those topics that's like it's so not black and white Mm -hmm. it's so big but it's also so small yeah that you just have to like it's really about you and yourself and like your relationship with yourself at the end of the day and I mean until you engage with someone seriously yeah well, this is all kind of making me think about um, the episode that we uh, talked about dating mm-hmm. and how part of what we talked about is, like, it should be more normalized and accepted if people have never been in relationships before. Yeah. And it's, like, I think about this with this as well. It should be more normalized and accepted if someone's never had sex before, if someone had sex one time when they were 17 and they yeah. haven't for five years, if you go through periods of time where you're having a lot of sex and then you're having none at all. Like, yeah. it just is, like, it, it's allowed to fluctuate. And I think, like, going back to the media again, like, it's just, like, I think we grow up thinking, like, oh, once you start having sex, like, you 
are consistently having it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, (laughs) I think about like, I've talked about with friends, like when you go to the doctor or something and they're like, oh, are you sexually active? And sometimes (laughs) people like don't know what to respond because you're like, well, I had sex like two times like a year ago but like it's like and you just don't know what to say but it's like that's like okay like it's not gonna be this like always this consistent pattern like you are allowed to go through periods of your life where like your sex life looks different right and and it's also like sex is not the most important thing about you or interesting thing no it never will be um and so it's not although it is like healthy to have it it's also not necessary to have it either yeah people that don't have it at all you should just do what you're comfortable with yeah a hundred percent um but i do think it is important again and i think we should kind of touch on this a little bit more to advocate yourself so like there is that one for yourself there is that one element of being like okay like stay secure with yourself but there's also and, and, and it is about yourself, but there also is an interaction with the other person. Yeah. And as much as you want to be independent and rely on yourself, there's also, like, the element of, like, relying on the other person. Yeah, so that's why sex is such, in. like, an, yeah. it, it's such a weird thing because, again, it's, like, it's everything and nothing. And, you know, it's one of those things that is so... So subjective. personal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 100%. Um... Some people really just don't value sex as much as others. Like, it's so different for every person. Yeah. And and just, like, being patient and, like, discovering what that means for yourself is really important. Yeah. Um, And also, you know, being able to say, hey, I like this. Or, hey, like, I want this in a sexual relationship. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, like, this is what is going to make me, you know come mm-hmm. <laughs> just being that it feels so weird because I'm like not a vulgar person either <laughs> but um it's important to talk about these things with your partner mm-hmm. whether it's like a serious partner or not um just because one of the beautiful things about sex is that like it is about a connection with another person mm-hmm. no matter what that is but it's I think we go sometimes and, and it's totally normal because of the shame and the fear. Um, we just go about sex. And, and this is something I'm trying to be super mindful of when I'm engaging in it without talking to the other person. Yeah. You kind of just do it and you're like, both people are avoidant of being like, I want this, I want that. Because you don't yeah. want to come off too strong and you don't want to seem too easy. and like. Well, I think like often like, we don't treat the other person or we don't feel like we're being treated like a full, like well-rounded human Human being, being. sexual being. Which is such an issue. And it's not even in a malicious way. I think it can come out of fear of being like, I just don't want to acknowledge that this is a person. Like, you know? That, and you also don't want to impose or be too needy or like be too, Especially the first time you're like having sex with someone, it's like, yeah. You're so, I feel like, in your head, kind of, 100%. like, about, like, every little thing. And, like, obviously, there are things we overthink about ourselves that other people, like, don't, it doesn't even cross their mind. But I think it's, like, so natural to, like, be worried about how you're coming across. Yeah. I, I think there have been a hundred times where I'm, like, I'm scared to say this because, like, I think it'll, maybe it'll be too weird that I, like, brought this yeah. up too early. And, like, all yeah. there's all these, like, there's so much stigma around, like, having a conversation you also like don't want to kill the vibes and like 
all these things. But yeah. in reality, it's so important because the same way, like, you would consult someone when you're, like, building something or, like, buying a house. Like, you have to do the, that also in yeah. sex. Or I think personally because I just think it's everything is so much better once you start to communicate. Mm-hmm. And that's just a general rule for life. Like, yeah. You can't just live life without talking about the elephant in the room. Yeah. See, I am a person who avoids talking about the elephant in the room. And I think that's so normal. Yeah. And it's something I'm trying to practice. Like, and every time I'm like, this is literally taking everything in me to say it. And then I say it and then like, things are totally fine and smooth. And you don't want to be with the person that like, doesn't want to have the conversation you want to have because it's all about compatibility at the end of the day it doesn't mean like someone's too much or someone's too little it's about like what fits with you Mm -hmm. um and you don't want to put like a square block into a circle hole you know like yeah I think like if I were to round out my thoughts on this topic like and what this episode has kind of been making me think is like I think it's a balance of having empathy for Mm -hmm. your younger self and like not being mad at the fact that like you might not have valued yourself as much in a situation Mm -hmm. when you were younger more inexperienced or more fearful of sex or whatever it was but then trying to better that like in the ways that we've been talking about having open communication Mm -hmm. but it's like I think you know it's it's okay to acknowledge that like maybe you won't always have the best communication and you're going to learn from that and you're going to be okay, but always trying to like do the best thing for yourself as you're getting older, as you're getting more experienced, like acknowledging the fact that you are allowed to be a sexual being, you're allowed to enjoy sex. The shame will probably come and go, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't know if it'll ever fully go away, but just like really trying to like be your best advocate and like put yourself in situations and, you know, be physical or intimate with people who make you feel valued and you value yourself and it's a positive experience it's not always going to be I don't think the most magical thing so like allowing that but then learning from it and moving forward and bettering yourself yeah and I think not even just like moving forward but also remembering to be a little grateful that you like even put yourself in that position like Mm -hmm. Putting yourself in a vulnerable position is so admirable. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I was talking about, like, why I'm so open about sex is because I'm so proud. Because it's it's become such an element, like, a, it's become such a product of my own Mm self-work that, like, I'm so proud that I could get past, like, even learning how to hug someone. Yeah. Like, the fact that I could put myself in a physically vulnerable place Mm -hmm. and feel okay after is so it's an accomplishment it's such an accomplishment so even if it's like not the best experience and you realize you didn't like something in that experience be grateful that you got to learn Mm -hmm. that you don't like that yeah because you're making life better for yourself yeah like it shouldn't be like okay scratch that like I'm gonna try to forget about it and move on it should be like oh my god I realized this about myself and I'm gonna listen and mm-hmm. that listening part is how you move on. Yeah. You don't just, I mean, if you need, sometimes it takes a couple times to realize what you actually like mm-hmm. and like yeah. make that concrete for yourself. So even that, there shouldn't be shame around that. But yeah, never feel regret for learning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just by the way, listeners, me and I probably both want to acknowledge that like what we're talking about does not include like 
situations where you're like unsafe or right. you know it, like sexual assault like obviously right. those are different situations where we're more so talking about like you know i don't know consensual like you, experiences yeah, that you're yeah, learning from 100%. yeah like if you're like oh i didn't like how i didn't say this or mm-hmm. i didn't say that or like yeah uh you know you never know like there might be some things that are con- totally consensual but that you just didn't really enjoy totally. and it's totally. not it's not even that deep but even just yeah. moving on from that and being like i don't really like that and that's totally okay because yeah. preference is such a thing in in this in the world of sex yeah and you have to listen to that and and everyone has their own needs and wants and yep you just have to find you know your equal in yeah. that in that sense yeah yeah um do you think we should end it there yeah i think, <laughs> I think that's a good a good place to end yeah well thanks for listening guys yeah this was um, not as scary as I guess I thought it was going to be. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone can maybe uh, see themselves as a sexual being after this episode. <laughs> no, but even just like, you know, it's normal. It's all normal. It's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye.